everybody. Welcome back to GFBS. We're Grand Fork's best source on a Friday. And it's time for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Joining us in the studio today, realty expert John Brodeen is back in the studio. I give a little applause. And we'll be back to talk with John Brodeen right after this. Look, if you want that home, let's go get you that home. And it's okay to feel a little nervous. Or to not know what to look for. Because... Look, if you want that home, let's go get you that home. And it's okay to... Oh, what happened there? That was kind of goofy. Audio didn't match up. A little audio issues there. Anyway, John Brodeen, how are you? Good, good. Good. Big plans for the weekend. It is Friday, you know. I am going back to the cities. Hi. I've got a buddy's wedding. Oh, so. I thought you were going to go beat more people no, up. No, no, I'm not doing, I don't even want to think about that for a while. <laughs> you know, when you, when you get done with one of these, I think you said you had nine matches yeah. last weekend. How hard is that on the body the rest of the week when you've got to come oh. back to work and, and be John Brodeen realty expert? Is, is it tough to come back? The, that's the easy part. I On saturday night last weekend man i could hardly sleep just because my whole body hurt mm-hmm. I, was, I felt like i'd get hit by a train but i laid low all day sunday and then i was back in the gym on monday and you know when you get right back you it's not like you're going really hard in the gym it's you just kind of you kind of take mm-hmm. it easy and slow it down a little bit but um yeah no it's not easy that was the adrenaline kind of takes you through but it was a it was hard on the body and and knowing you now john uh laying low on sunday it probably isn't the same meaning as my laying low on a sunday where i'm on the couch drinking bush lattes uh are you just healing up getting hydrated drinking all your water and all that stuff drinking lots of water well you know i I had to make weight for that tournament so i was dieting pretty pretty strict in the weeks leading up to it so Mm -hmm. i I enjoyed myself i had some red pepper oh boy uh, had some day, Dairy Queen and oh yeah, there you go, John Brodeen plugging the pepper and DQ yes, for you. There you go. How much did you have to cut? I had to cut about seven pounds over oh, a month okay. to get down to one eighty five. That it can't went, be too bad. I, it, it was pretty easy for me. I was even like, I think I was one eighty four point something when I weighed okay. in. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was just fine. Now, do they weigh you in the day of, or do yes. they do it? Okay, Morning so up. it's not like the day before where at least you can go get some more food or something. Nope. Uh, weigh in at like I weighed in at about seven thirty in the morning. My first match was a little afternoon. Oh so boy! Just go back to the hotel, drink some, drink a bunch of Pedialyte, and uh, you know, carb, get some carbs in my system. Try not to overdo it because you don't want to eat too much where you're full, mm-hmm. but eat a lot of like sugary stuff like fruit and like white bread with honey. And sure, that sort of thing. I'm guessing it wouldn't be good to puke all over the mat. No, that's frowned upon. Yeah. Eating a quarter pound cheeseburger and a large fries. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, we always get sidetracked. I know. That's, yeah, we got to just make our own show where we talk about this stuff. Then there we go. I'll talk your ear off about it. There we go. Um, I want to ask you, uh, I mean, you know, you look around Grand Forks and there's apartment buildings going yes. up all the time. These huge, huge apartment buildings. And you start to think to yourself, is there even enough people to live in these places? <laughs> but what I'm getting at is buying versus renting. Buying versus Pros renting. and cons. Uh, tell yes. us about what you think. Okay, so let's start with renting. Pros of renting. The biggest pro is flexibility. Um, you can move when you want, pretty much. It's not hard to move. You can't get stuck in place. You can't take a loss on a place. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to move every year or something like that, or even every six months, some places do six-month leases, you can get a new apartment. You can move cities. Absolute flexibility. 
no big repair or maintenance bills. You're not mm-hmm. responsible for that. Um, like I said, you can move cities if you need to, like you can follow a new opportunity. That's pretty important to some people. Um, if the pro- if property values dip in your area, you're not taking a hit on that. Oh, um, sure. You know, property values don't historically dip over the long term, but every now and then there's short term plateaus and little dips um, over the course of the rise of property values. Um, so if you end up owning or, you know, if you end up living in a city where they're in a plateau or a small dip, it doesn't affect you financially. Um, cons of renting. Rents increase over time. So just like property values go up over time, rents go up over time. Um, you don't accumulate any equity no matter how long you stay in the apartment. You could stay in the same apartment for 30 years and you would not have any equity in that apartment. You wouldn't have any ownership, nothing to show for it. Um, you can't remodel the property and make it you know, fit to your taste. You, know, you, you don't mm-hmm. have much control over the property. You can't be knocking out walls and, you know. Can't be knocking out walls. Also, you hear situations maybe more on lower end rentals where the landlord doesn't fix things on time, mm-hmm. or doesn't fix things right. So you end up with these issues that you can't fix yourself, really. Uh, it's not like you're going to hire somebody to fix it yourself because it's not your property. And that landlord's taking forever to fix it. Mm-hmm. Again, falls back to you have no control. Um, that's important to some people. Um, so, it, you know, if property values rise, you also get no benefit from that. Sure. Right. So that kind of sucks if you're watching all your friends who own homes in the area and the market happens to be hot and, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I've, my values have gone up by 15 grand in the past two years and you're sitting there renting and you're like, oh yeah, my rent's gone up by a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so the pros of buying. So property values do rise over time. You pay down your loan over time. So you're building equity through your property value rising. You're also building equity through your uh, th- through your loan being paid down. And equity is the portion of the home that you own. So if you if your house is worth two hundred grand and your loan is one hundred fifty thousand, mm-hmm. you have fifty thousand dollars worth of equity. So if sure. you sell it, you get a check for you know there be fees and stuff. So let's mm-hmm. say it's forty grand. You yeah, get a check for forty grand. Um, so that's equity that you have in the property. That's part of the property that you own. That's a good thing to build up over time. Your mortgage payment stays the same on a fixed rate mortgage. Yeah. Taxes, insurance might rise slightly, not really substantial. Your principal and interest mortgage payment is going to stay the same over the life of a 30-year loan on a fixed rate loan. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, everyone else's rents are going up. So let's say when you bought it, you know, you could rent a three-bedroom for 1200 bucks, and your mortgage payment's 1200 bucks. Ten years later... Your mortgage payment is still twelve hundred bucks, and now it costs fifteen hundred bucks yeah. to three bedroom. Yeah. So, and, and another good thing too, uh, when you do have a mortgage, you don't have to worry about your taxes, your insurances, and all of that stuff because you know a lot of people think, "Oh, I finally paid off my house. I don't have a mortgage anymore." Oh wait, I've got a thirty-five hundred dollar tax bill. Oh, and it's going to cost me thirty-five hundred dollars a year for insurance. So there's a lot of things too. That are good about having a mortgage. Yeah, yeah, because then you, uh, you're you escrowing for those things. Mm-hmm. So you're saving up, and it's a part of your mortgage, and you, it's handled without you even having to worry about it. That's mm-hmm. the best, because then it doesn't hurt uh, yeah. when you have to pay those bills. And then, and then uh, you know, also living in an apartment uh, around here, if you live in an apartment house, you don't have to worry about mowing the lawn. Yeah. You don't have to worry about shoveling the sidewalk. That is, yeah, less ma- but on single-family rentals, you typically actually yeah yeah Um, so it's it's a trade-off on an apartment you won't have to worry about that but if you owned a condo you wouldn't Mm -hmm. have to worry about it either townhome you wouldn't have to worry about it single family home if you owned it you would have to worry about it single family rental house if you owned it or i mean if you rented it sorry you're probably still going to be responsible for storm removal and lawn care so that's actually 
that ends up being a little bit of a mm-hmm. wash. And, and apartments nowadays, uh, they're not like they used to be. Uh, now they're throwing in pools and gyms yeah. and they got areas for your dog and they've got all these other things. But they all come at a cost. They all come at a cost. Apartments are not cheap. They're not. And and those values rise. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's just the way it is. Um, and, it, you know, when you own a home, you can remodel it. You can add value. You can remodel it to your taste. Um, you know, of course, we recommend doing tasteful, you know, uh, stuff that's going to appeal to the masses when you mm-hmm. remodel a home. Sure. It's going to help with property value but you can do whatever you want to the house you have complete control so the biggest things about owning property are value going up when we're talking from a financial standpoint values going up um mortgage loan you know your loan on the property going down both of these things take time uh the cons of buying is is it's expensive to sell uh so if you buy and then you sell too often or too Mm -hmm. shortly after buying this is really going to eat away at your profits sure it is a good it's it's a long term commitment. It's not a short term turn it over every year. Um, if you uh, if you have to move shortly after buying, you can take a loss on it if your property value hasn't gone up and you've hardly paid down any of your loan um, because it is expensive to sell. So that's the downside. Um, and uh, you're responsible for the repairs and maintenance. So you know we help people with that when they're buying a home. You know mm-hmm. you want to make sure you check the age of the furnace, check the age of the ac check the age of the roof sure. check the age of the siding windows all that big stuff but you are responsible for it um and you know it's a long-term commitment so therefore it's less flexible if you if you try to make it more flexible and move often it becomes higher risk yeah yeah um so when when deciding whether to buy or sell or buy or rent the biggest thing from that we take away from this is time if you're gonna be living in this home in this city for the next seven years, usually we draw the line at like four to five years. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you're going to be living in it, if you can commit to living in it for more than four to five years, um, you're better off financially buying. If you cannot commit to buying living in it for four to five years, if you think there's a good chance you might leave in two years, mm-hmm. even if this is somebody who comes to me and is thinking about buying a house, I'm going to tell them the truth. I'm going to say, hey, it's it's riskier if you think you're going to sell this thing in two years because here's what's going to happen. You're not going to pay down much of your loan in two years. Right. Property values. Unless you get really lucky with your timing, property values typically aren't going to rise that much in two years. You need to give this time. Um, so if you're going to turn around and sell it in two years, like, you know, I'm, I'm telling you now so that you aren't surprised when I tell you in two years that you're not going to make a ton of money off this thing. Mm-hmm. And there's even a chance you could have to write a check to get out of it if the costs to sell it are more than what you actually own in the property okay yeah so is there a number out there uh, where you would recommend to say you know what it's time for you to stop renting and buy because some of these apartments i mean even one bedrooms now are going for twelve fifteen hundred dollars nice apartments so you're tickling two grand is there a number there john where you would say man you're paying that much for rent why don't you come and talk to me and let's see if we can't find you something um it's really i don't know if it depends as much on how much they're paying in rent because mm-hmm. you you can buy a home in Grand Forks where your payments can be seven hundred dollars a month, right? You know, right? Um, and you can buy a home in Grand Forks where your payments can be four thousand dollars a mm-hmm. month. Um, so your your budget is your budget, um, and that's not going to make as much of a difference. Um, the biggest thing though is if if you feel like you're a long term resident, that's where when you look at how much your net worth would be um, after fifteen years of living in your apartment versus net worth after 15 years of owning a home, you're going to be blown away by how big of a difference there is. Um, the, the homeowner is going to have a much higher net worth 
just due to um, even if the market, let's say the market stayed stagnant for 15 years, you've paid off a huge amount of that home. So you probably have tens of thousands of dollars worth of equity that you wouldn't have had if you lived in an apartment, Mm. um, you know, for Mm -hmm. that same amount of time. Um, And and you've had control over the place the whole time, like in an apartment or a rental, you don't have as much control over like your neighbors and you can run into situations where you just have no control over what goes on and it could affect your your quality of life. Yeah, like the TV commercial, uh, you might have uh, a clogging issue or you might have... uh, uh, whistling pipes or, or something like that. But you never know who's going to be above you, below you, or on each side of you, yeah. you know, unless you're up on the top floor in the corner somewhere. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's 100% the truth, and, and there's not much you can do about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's up to the landlord, and most people most people want to have a little bit more of a say in those, in those things. You mm-hmm. know? I mean, let's face it. Some people are perfectly happy being in an apartment for their entire lives. Yep. Um, I wouldn't be. I'd argue, though, that if you decided to live in a townhome or a condo, you could get all the benefits of uh, if you're going to live in like when you say your whole life, mm-hmm. it's it's a huge difference in yep. the savings. Like and, th- and that person who lived in an apartment their whole life, they probably started off paying three hundred dollars a month in that apartment. And now they're paying nine hundred. Right. Whereas if they would have bought that same a condo that was comparable, um, they're going to be they've probably had it paid off by now. Right? right. Yeah. They've got it paid off. And the condo has probably gone up in value. Mm-hmm. So let's say that it started off as a forty thousand dollar condo. Now it's worth eighty thousand. Yeah. And they don't have a loan on it. So they've got eighty thousand dollars in their net worth in that condo that they've paid off over the years in that. And they would have been paying rent the whole time because they still would have had mm-hmm. living expenses. So but in the short term, renting like if you can only commit to living in a place for two years, the difference is going to be uh, your, you know, in two years, you you buy a place with a low down payment, and you're lucky if you break even when you get out of it. Right, right, it, and a lot more work, like and you mentioned you have earlier. To sell it, yeah, you know, and there's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of hassle, and you don't have much to show for it, and it's possible to take a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very unlikely to take a loss though if you own a house for ten years, right? You know, right, and you've been paying down the loan the whole time. Yeah, so if you're one of those people and you think buying and selling houses, you can just do it like uh, you're buying a you know a bag of groceries or something. It's not that easy to do. It no. takes a lot of time. It takes money. Uh, but that's where realty experts like you come in. Yep. The reason it's expensive to sell is because real estate is not a super liquid um, investment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a lot of a lot of precision to sell and get top dollar and get all your money back out of these things. That's what we're here for. That's why that's why we get paid. Um, that's why people hire real estate agents because you can leave a lot of money on the table if you don't do things right. Um, so that's why people do need us. And you know, it, it's you don't hire uh, you know an agent to try to sell your Apple stock for you. You just call up your broker and right. they sell it. And it's not like they make a huge amount on selling that for you because it's pretty easy. But um, when you're talking about selling a house, there's so much that goes into it. The staging, the preparing, the market research, the pricing, the making it showing ready, handling negotiations from inspection, appraisal, uh, initial uh, initial negotiations, all the way through closing. It's a very 
precise process the way it has to get handled. They call you a realty expert for a reason, don't they, John? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'll agree with you. How does somebody get a hold of John Brodine, realty expert for Berkshire Hathaway? 701-213-5428. Follow my Facebook uh, business page, John Brodine, Berkshire Hathaway Realtor for monthly market updates and lots of other great info. Um, yeah, 701-213-5428 if somebody wants to become a client of mine. Hey, you have yourself a wonderful weekend, all right? Yes, you too, John. Thanks. Uh, all right, and I tell you what, if you're buying or selling a home uh, with John Brodine and Berkshire Hathaway. Maybe you need to do a little work to it before you sell it. Maybe John says, you know what? You need to fix this and that. Get a hold of executive properties. They do all types of commercial and residential work. doesn't matter if you need the kitchen fixed or a bathroom tweaked or maybe some more concrete poured. They will do it all for you and they'll do it the right way with over 30 years of experience. Let them take care of you. It's Executive Properties, 701-330-1273 or go to executiveproperties.org. And for the week, there we go, your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. And we'll see which realty expert we have coming in on Wednesday. Have yourself a great weekend, everybody.